Hey, Jason, I got a quick question. Yeah, Jim. Where are you going to be on Wednesday, July 10th? Well, it's not where I'm going to be. We, Jim and Jason, we are, we are going to be at a live event on July Another 10th. Another live event. I Another love live those. event. I can't promise we'll be there the whole time, but the live event is from 2 to 8 o'clock on July 10th, and it is about cobots solving the manufacturing labor challenge in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm being kind of, you know, I'm not giving all the details You're going to be away. elusive, huh? I'm going to be elusive. But email, you have to pay to get into this event, but Jim and Jason have the connection. So email me, Jason at makingchips.com, if you are in the Chicagoland suburbs and are available on July 10th between 2 and 8 p.m., you can talk with Jim and I. And also, we're going to have a Hall of Fame football player from the Chicago Bears Super Bowl 1986 team there to give a speech, and it's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be on at 7.30 p.m., so guide your arrival time around. Then There's also going to be free food trucks there and craft beers. It's so. going to be a good event. Email me, jason, at makingchips.com. Bam. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined in the studio with my co-host, Jason J.Z. Zenger. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm well. It's good to see you back yeah, from vacation. We're here at MXD, formerly DMDII. It's always good to be at home in our studio here at MXD. And we've got a great show lined up for today. And I'm looking forward to equipping and inspiring more manufacturing leaders. Yeah, and I'm finally well-rested. Good. I'm I had glad to hear that. I that I needed, which was disconnected. I saw about... I don't know, 30 text messages, group texts from you all, and I just ignored them all. Didn't read them while I was on vacation. Well, I, I kind of figured that. So I was avoiding texting or emailing you during that time, and I liked your cutesy email response, too. Oh, well, you like that? What yeah. did you say? I don't remember. Well, it said something about how you needed a much, much needed rest. Yes. And that you would not return any emails until you got back. So good for you. That's great. I'm glad you could do that. I could not do that. I don't think I could just be that disconnected for any amount of time. This is only the second time that I've done it. Yeah. Because normally I'd be like you where I just do like a little bit of work in the morning while my wife's sleeping or, or something like that, which I know you have typically done in the past. But I just, I really needed to disconnect. And, and I got to be honest with you. I think that it helps to revitalize and maybe stir up some creativity and mm -hmm. even problem-solving skills when you can rest your brain like that. I think being in drive constantly is, is tough. It's yeah. tough on your brain. I agree. So maybe you should try it. I will think about it. Maybe How just about two that? days, two or three days. I would be happy to try that. I would be happy to try that. But anyway, Jason, before we get into the episode, you know, it was really impactful when we had Paul Van Meter on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about franchising our manufacturing companies. It's Processes. Yeah, it's quite a concept. And the more I think about it, and the more I try to adapt those processes into Car Machine and Tool, I, I think of how important it is to actually have written processes, have a succinct procedure that we follow every day. No matter how simple we may think it is, if we can set up processes within our businesses that are very repeatable 
and guidelined and succinct again, I really think that that will create a lot less stress. Well, it's the only way and to grow. a lot more throughput on your business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you can't grow because- without that. I mean, like, there's no way that you can just do everything off the cuff. You can't when you have a growing company, right. and and so that's that's what it's and, all about. And you know what I always say, and I say this to my team every week at our production meeting, I'm like, one person cannot run this business. I need every single one of you sitting at this table today. You all have your unique skill sets. They're all valuable to the operation of this company. And when everyone is in the mode, that's when we have the best throughput at the end of the day. So everyone has a skill Everyone has a process, and if everyone stays within those parameters, that's when we're going to have the best bang. Yeah, that's I, I agree with you. Success. I agree with you. And, and you know, as my company is, we've grown from you know like twelve to now almost like fifty people. Those things have gotten a little out of hand, and we're actually just our ownership and leadership is going to be having a day, and we're going to really take a step back and say, are we really set up with those right people doing the right things like you just said? Because I think we've gotten a little out of hand as we've grown, and I don't think that we're, I think we need to be set up differently in the future during this different stage in our business growth. Yeah, so, just pull it back just a little bit. Yeah, and just a little you, bit. If you recall, I know you're you're reading your first book ever. You're reading- I'm done. Oh, you're I'm done. done. Hey, I finished it. Hey, high five. I know. Bam! No, seriously, that was that was a big thing I'm very for me, pr- Jim. I'm you know I know you are. I I'm know. very proud of you. It's been several years. I've been hounding you and hounding you and hounding you yeah. to read a book, and yep. you finally read a book. It I only did. took you like what, like six or seven years of us knowing each other. I know, for you, for you but to it read only that took book. me like a couple months. We got it done, but we did and it as a team, really, and isn't it's really nice? very, it was very impactful. I have to, I have Good. to tell you, and the Metalworking Nation, if you're going to read a book, retraction. If you're a small business, if you're a business owner, it doesn't have to even be a small business. Yeah. Uh, it has been life-changing for me in my in my business. That's great. And, well, our business, because it's not my business. It's everybody that works at Cars well, business. Well, don't forget, I've, I have two thoughts as far as this goes. Yeah, go. Don't forget, you made a promise to another gentleman to read a book, too. I did. So you got to read I that did. book. So that's the okay. first one. Okay. And, yep. and then the second thing is, yep. I don't know if you remember, in Traction, they talked about FBA, which is followed by all which that's their terminology to say, okay, we need to set up processes and everybody in the company needs to follow those processes. Do you recall that in the book, FBA? No. no? That's another acronym. That's another acronym. That's another acronym. acronym. And, that, and, we and are we're going to be talking about a new yeah, acronym Yeah, because we're talking about SAS to Mass and FBA and all that kind of... We're going to come out with the Making Chips Guide to Acronyms okay. eventually. You can write it. So you want to tell the Metalworking Nation about this new acronym that we're going to introduce today? Well, that actually, our guest is going to actually tell us about. Well, SAS is a term, S-A-A-S, that's been around for a long time. It's oh, I thought it was s- only one A. It's no, software as a service. Okay. Essentially, this came out when really the the notion of having software on through a web browser really started to take off. So when companies started to realize that they could deploy software instead of on somebody's computer through a browser and they were able to, instead of selling a license one time, they could sell it on a monthly reoccurring revenue stream. And that's really the the future direction of where software is going. Oh, totally. You bought software for your ERP system that's like that. I just bought software ERP that's going to allow that too. And now we're going to be talking about manufacturing as a service or mass m a a s correct yes and and essentially there's a lot of companies out there that have taken over that acronym SAS and they've put their spin on it like we're going to talk about today yeah well i look forward to interviewing 
our repeat guest today and discussing mass with him. But before we get there, there's always a couple things you want to talk about. What's keeping you awake at night? Well, you've been sleeping because you've been on vacation. I unfortunately have not, but I've been awake at night. I was up today at 3 a.m., but that's okay. But what's keeping you awake before I start crying to the community? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what's keeping me awake at night is just that my body's sore. I was trying to protect. Aww, I was, wah, I was, wah, I was wah. being a what do they call and it? You're like a young a, guy. They, what do they call it? Like a vaqueros, a Mexican cowboy. So I was riding a horse on the a beach. Vaqueros. Okay, whatever. A vaqueros. And then I was also mountain biking in Mexico. So you know, I'm, I'm just a little sore. You oh, know? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't okay. feel bad for you, but I'm sorry. What about you? What's keeping you up at night? Well, right now, what's keeping me awake is deliveries. You know, we're we're really busy. Not that we have a delivery problem, but we've got to stay on top of our deliveries. And that's something that I wake up and think about in the course of the night and just keeping those spindles running. The throughput of all the work in the shop is is really important to me because that's another process. That's an efficiency that we have to... Yeah, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Yeah, it's, if, what I, do they also I've say? heard that if before. The, if the spindle's not turning, you're not earning that's, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's somebody else's tagline, not ours. No, it's just a tagline. I mean, it it's is. not like we made up... I think the Metalworking Nation knows we didn't make up the, the term... We didn't? If you're not making chips. No, We're trademarking it. Yeah, it's ours now. <laughs> it's ours <laughs> now. But anyway, so that that's what's keeping me awake. But it, it's kind of interesting and funny that those things that are keeping me awake at night right now are the solution is going to be helpful is is our guest today because they are helping me increase our throughput in keep a way the spindle turning. and keep the spindles running and keep keep the delivery schedules on task. I yes. think that's the most important thing. So what do we got for manufacturing news? So when I was looking for this article, Nick always says, pick something that's timely and relevant and... Actually, um, May was not a good month for manufacturers. It was down. I felt it. You did? Yeah. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I mean, we can we can kind of tell because we've got thousands of customers. We can kind of tell the general pace of where manufacturing no is at. It, yeah, so it was, kind of, it was kind of interesting. I know you just got a huge order in May, so you didn't really get affected by that. No, but, you and know. We're, we're trying to diversify so we're not affected by the economy. But anyway, regardless of that... I didn't want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about something positive. And this particular article is about the fourth industrial revolution, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. The first industrial revolution used water and steam power to mechanize production. The second used electric power to create mass production. Right. The third used electronics and information technology to automate production. Now, a fourth industrial revolution is building on the third where the digital revolution that has been occurring since the middle of the last century, it is characterized by a fusion of technologies that are blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And they're talking about manufacturing in New York. They're saying it's up. They're saying that they're, re- they're ready to move into the next thing and that everybody from our industry sector better start seizing these new technologies to really get this fourth industrial revolution off the ground and really and make it happen. You know what the fifth industrial revolution is? I don't. Please, it's, please. It's going to be where robots are manufacturing yeah. robots, kind of like Star Wars. I'm calling it out right now. Okay. I don't think I, anybody's talking about it. But I, I guess. I 
more importantly, they talk about the Brooklyn Navy Yard. It says where the authors of this piece are designing and building an advanced, vertically integrated flagship factory. It has big on the fourth industrial revolution. I just thought that was an interesting article about newer processes that we all need to start implementing. And it kind of aligns with our guests today and the processes and mass. Well, so instead of delaying any longer, Jim, shall we introduce our guests? I think we should. Today, we brought back an accomplished guest to the show to share with us all the new things going on at his company. He was a guest from the past. If you go to makingchips.com slash 122, you can listen to his original episode. We have on the show today, Michael Dixon. Michael is the VP of the Partner Network at Zometry and has been with the company practically since the beginning. His tenure at Zometry has spanned across multiple strategic and tactical functions, and he loves helping manufacturers grow their businesses through the Zometry platform. Welcome to the show, Michael. Great to be back. Thanks for having me again. It was 27... Uh, September 2017. I know. When we were out in Fort Wayne at GT Automation. Feels like yesterday. It does. No, seriously, it does feel like yesterday. Thank you. Thank you for reiterating that. But no, it's good to have you back. I know we've been talking a lot, and I think that there's a lot of good information that we'd like to share with the metalworking nation today to really equip them and inspire them to do things differently in their in their companies. Yeah, absolutely. And I would encourage everybody to go back to that episode 122, but for those manufacturing leaders who are not familiar with the Zometry platform, can you can you just give us like a short summary of what Zometry is all about? Sure, absolutely. So Zometry is the country's largest custom manufacturing on-demand platform, and we're headquartered both in Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C., and we also have a new headquarters in Kentucky, which we can talk a little bit more later. So we were founded in 2014, and we've grown quickly since then, and we make custom parts for over 16,000 customers now, spanning CNC machining, sheet metal fabrication, 3D printing, injection molding, urethane casting, and our customers include NASA, GE, Dell, some of the biggest organizations in the world. And, you know, some of those names I just mentioned, including Dell, BMW, and GE are also our customers as well as some of our investors. And we're really proud of that fact. So first of all, I want to first talk about the instant quoting, because that is just, that, that is so robust and so innovative and mass for the acronym mass. So let's say I've got a part I do, and we've been talking lately with Zometry. Let's say I've got this part that I do not have capacity in my shop to do. It's due in a few weeks. I'm looking out into the shop. All my machines are running. I don't see any let up in the next few weeks. And I've got a hot customer that is calling me about this job, and I'm panicking. So what do I do? I just I grab the STEP file upload it right to the to the portal and in a matter of literally instantaneously I can get a quote back and a delivery. That's right. A price and delivery. Yeah, and you know, you talk about in a matter of weeks and so we can deliver parts in a matter of days as well. Right. So I, I know that. It's as simple as, as you described it, Jim. You know, you upload your three D CAD file and it can be a solid part file, a step file, or an STL if it's for three D printing. It's as simple as, you know, you select your process material. So if it is a machine part or three D printing, and the system will even update as you're modifying these selections. So exactly it'll give you a lead time, it'll give you the price, and it gives you the option. We've even expanded some of the offerings to do things like part marking, as well as we've expanded our finishing offerings. So Jim, you know, we end 
making chips with our mantra. If you're not making chips, you're not making money. Yes, we do. And you know what? If you take too long to be making those chips, you know what happens? You lose money. You lose money. There's no accountability and there's no data. So how do we solve that? Well, I'll tell you what we're doing now that we've converted and we're using ProShop ERP. It's a cloud-based ERP system. So all of our employees, you know, there's kiosks throughout my shop. Everyone has access to the database of the flow of work through our shop. And everyone time tracks against work orders that they're on. Every week, Ryan and I, our operations manager, get together. We look. We say, ah. Jason, he he's not at eighty five percent of job. He's not at eighty five percent efficiency. He's taking too many smoke he, breaks. He's must he's, be another Jason because I know that's not me. Well, no, I had to use you. I didn't want to throw anybody else under the bus. But at the end of the day, Pro Shop is great because it's hard data and numbers and information that we can look at every week and try and get that efficiency to about 85%, meaning everybody that's clocked into a work order or clocked in has to have 85% of time tracking against a work order. So go to ProShop ERP, set up a demo, and Paul will be happy to talk to you. So often, the OEMs send out quote packages to us. So I get a quote package and 85 to 92% might be something that is exactly what we do at Car Machine and Tool, but there's going to be some sheet metal fabrication. There's going to be some turning. There might even be some Swiss parts that are inside that package. Everyone wants ease of doing business nowadays. Nobody wants to split up packages or anything else. So I can take that package from my OEM, which is got 85 to 90% of precision machining, which is exactly the right fit for car. But that other 8 to 10% might be turning, might be sheet metal fabrication, might be Swiss, might be something that we can't do. Right, and maybe they want the whole assembly, and right. they like the way exactly. you package it and everything like that, so right. they're going to... And I, I vetted out Zometry already, and there are partners that I know that their work is going to be good. It's a car quality product. It's our partner company. It's our partner machine shop. And that's where the secret is. Because let me tell you, all the people that are in procurement and engineering, they want to work with somebody that's really easy to, to do business with. And somebody, and they somebody that they know and trust. Exactly. People do business with people that they know and trust. And how are your partners vetted out, Michael? I mean, w- what is the process? So let's say I've never done anything for Zometry before, yep. and I raise my hand and say, hey, I'm a machine shop. We're a little slow right now. We'd like to be part of your partner network. We'd like to start making parts for you. What is the first step? So the first step is to to go to the website, which is work.zometry.com, and you know create an account with us. Work.zometry.com. Yes, gotcha. and so that will sort of kick off the process. You've created an account, and at that point, our partner success team will reach out and work with you to learn more about your shop and you know understand a little bit more about your capabilities. And then we have you know various steps in the process of filling out a f- you know documentation and then filling out the account profile. But then there is sort of a testing period where you do have to make a test part for us, as well as there's sort of a trial onboarding period. And once you've sort of proved yourself out with the first number of jobs, then we'll open you up to the broader network. Michael, so I'm trying to get in the mind of your your AI and and how the software works. So essentially, you upload the part. Does the software analyze the part and say, 
based on the number of holes, based on this amount of milling, this amount of turning, whatever whatever it is, it's going to take this many hours and then you have some kind of like shop rate that you apply against that. Is that is that sound like how it works or or is that too simplified? No, it's not too simplified. I mean, we certainly started off that way because as I said, we were a machine shop ourselves and how we started. And so that's how we started gathering the data. But we've sort of transitioned over the last couple of years to more of a market-based model. So we actually, and this kind of goes to the manufacturing as a service where we're taking, I would say yes, in the front end, we are doing sort of a, a geometric footprint of the part. So we are analyzing features from uh, holes and material mo- removal, things like that. But we're, we're mapping up against all of the data that we have from our partners. So as they interact with us and tell us, yes, I can do that part, or no, that price isn't right, or no, that lead time's not correct, or yes, I can do it. We're taking all those data points, and this is you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of data points now, as we've grown and, and progressed, and we've built some models that essentially will predict what the price is. And it's more of a, it's a neural network-based process, which is way over my head if you want another yeah, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's not that easy, because for, here, here's the first thing you have to think of. So there's always the quantity, size, tolerance, material. So let me tell you, something that is going to and be the in titanium, yeah, well, sophistication level is always a huge thing, but a part that's in 6061 aluminum is not going to be priced the same as something as Inconel or titanium. I mean, there's a huge difference or 17.4 stainless steel or 300 series stainless steel or any high carbon pre-hardened material that's really tough to machine. I'm sure the algorithms that are in your quoting system are pretty complex. Exactly. They're taking all of that into, into account to. as well as what our partner network, what the system believes they'll be able to do it in the time frame and for the price. Yeah. I mean, like I kind of think about this, the real estate industry kind of like popped into my head. So like I bought and sold a house about a year or so ago and people say, oh, I can't sell my house. And it's like, well, you can sell your house. It's just, it's a matter of what price you can sell your house at. And yep. like when you put your house on the market and it doesn't sell, well, that's the marketplace telling you that your price too high. Yeah. Or if it sells in a day, that's the marketplace telling you that, well, you might be priced too low. And yep. you know, I imagine that your software works in much that same way that if you put, if it calculates a price of $10,000, and nobody is taking that. Yep. That means that it should have been priced at twelve thousand or thirteen thousand or, or something like that. Is that is that come into a pl- into effect? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, our, our head of data science says it all the time. He says the price is the price that a partner will take it for. And yeah, it, it's kind of like your house is worth what somebody's going to buy it for, not what is, you think it is. And that has a lot of factors. Not only is it physically the part, the material, the complexity of it, but it's also what machines are available, who's available. So there's a lot of a lot of that's really dynamic in the algorithms. And so yes, it's there. Are a lot of things going on and it's really about finding the right partner to do it at the right price. Yeah, I, I imagine that when the economy cools off a little bit, you're going to see more partners come onto the network and the prices are going to go down. And when the, the economy heats up, you might have some trouble getting people to take those jobs at the prices that you present to them. I mean, this is just simple economics I was gonna that say, we're I mean, talking it, about it, There's definitely supply and demand at work here. I mean, just this year, I mean, so January was a little bit slow and we saw a lot of partners return to the platform and that was interesting. And fortunately for us, you know, we, the work was there. We actually, January was actually a good month for us on the sales side. And so it was a great, it was interesting to watch. Like it was the activity and all of that. So the models are constantly sort of learning from all this d- data that it's pulling in based on activity on the platform. Yeah. So 
many, many years ago, because I remember, Jim, you and I talked about this. If you're reading my mind yeah, and you're going to ask the same question that was, yeah, I was going to... Yeah, so many, many years ago, and we've talked about this, we, we talked about this whole MFG.com yes, site. exactly. And, you know, I know you I'm and I talked... I'm a naysayer, talked, man. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it. You're like, reverse auction, it's not good. It's not good for the industry. It's not good for the partnership. Where do you see Zometry being... Because Zometry is not a reverse auction. Where do you see Zometry being different and why is it better than a reverse auction? I think the primary reason is that we do not charge our partners to be on the platform. So the difference there in that model was MFG.com charged the fee and it was in the thousands of dollars. And then you're right, it was a reverse auction. So And they had opened it up to manufacturers across the world. And so there wasn't good sourcing. They weren't putting the right opportunities. It was kind of like open it up to everybody. The trust wasn't there. It wasn't. So the difference is, you know, we present the price. There's a way to interact with the, the job board. If, you know, again, maybe that lead time isn't quite right for you and maybe need a few more days and you are interested in the work, but you can provide that feedback. And then if, to your point, if we can't find, it's constantly looking for the right person to do it, then we may come back to you. So that's the benefit is that there's there's transparency there. You know that it's an order. You're not, you know, these are orders that we've secured from our customers. So if the price is right and you can do the work, then the work is yours. As simple as that. You know what else is really cool too? I was talking to Aaron. I believe you were on the call the other day too, Michael. You know how when you're using YouTube and YouTube kind of tracks your history, knows, you know, I'm a baby boomer, so it kind of knows that I'm watching videos or whatever content back from the 80s or, or Spotify, you know, Zometry will start directing quotes to you based on your history. So if I'm not touching anything, if I'm not quoting anything in Swiss, sheet metal, turning, and I'm really focusing on the high precision, high value, three and four axis precision machining, Zometry will start to learn how I'm engaging with them and it'll automatically start pumping. Is that right? No, that's exactly that is right. Awesome. So we just launched a new feature called the recommendation score. And it's exactly that. It's like a Netflix, you know, when you log in and you're looking at something and the first thing you see is like right there at the top is like, Hey, this is something we think you'd like 99% match or 98, whatever. So we've started to do exactly that where we're highlighting based on, you know, if you've done turning work before, and then we're not going to lift milling, you know, we're not going to write hundred percent recommendation score for a mill job. You know, that's just not what you've shown us that you can do. So we've seen pretty good success with that. And partners are engaged in it. It encourages more more interaction with the platform. And we're seeing that. And it's, again, it's helping us find the right partners to do the right jobs. So one of the things that I'm excited about this industry is that I feel like in the future, this industry is going to be more entrepreneurial. We had episode 182 with Brandon Kane, who's an entrepreneur in our industry. Young and guy. I just yeah, see, I see this happening more and more and more where people are going to be opening up small businesses and being in manufacturing. And I see, you know, Zometry as a platform that's going to help to facilitate a lot of those startup costs for that person to, to get up and going. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I've got a we have many great examples of that, but one specifically I'm thinking about is there's a, a shop that's in our network that's in the Detroit area, and you know they built molds for to as a supplier into the automotive industry, and that's just dried up. A lot of that mold making has gone overseas, but these are phenomenal machinists, and they make just really great parts. And so we also have part of the way we manage the network is our partner success score. So there's transparency on the, how they're doing from a quality and on-time delivery, as well as kind of their engagement with the platform. And these guys almost have a perfect score. And so you know, we talked to them like, why are you guys so good? And just said that they have that history, but that with their mold making and they're very technical, but a lot of their business dried up. So they came to the Zometry platform and now they're back to growing their business again because they've 
leverage the Zometry platform to do so. So Michael, this has been great. And we actually have something for the Metalworking Nation. Yeah, we pretty cre- cool. Yeah, we created an offer code, CHIPS50, C-H-I-P-S-5-0, for $50 off at $100 or more through July 15th. That's on Zometry.com. Yeah, no, we'd love for your listeners to check us out, see what how the breadth of our offerings and the service, and hopefully we can win some people over. And if anybody wants to connect with you on LinkedIn, can they have the autonomy to do that? Just, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's Michael Dixon, D-I-C-K-S-O-N. He'll be happy to answer any questions for you. Again, it's Zometry, that's X-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. And don't forget about the chips. 50 for $50 off your first order of $100 or more. I will tell you that I have been engaging with Zometry now for a few years, and it has been an awesome experience. They're very receptive, and they do get back with you, and they do communicate. Yeah, so I would just say, as a takeaway for the Metalworking Nation, just try it out. You know, It doesn't hurt to try and check out the platform and, and use that offer code to uh, kind of kick off your first experience with them. Because at the end of the day, if you're not making chips... You're not making money. Bam. Bam. As always, thank you for listening to the Making Chips podcast. You need to increase the speed and feet of your business. If you're not elevating your manufacturing leadership, you're going to get left behind. The Metalworking Nation is committed to a new way to stay ahead of the competition. We have more content to help you make and elevate at makingchips.com. Gain access to exclusive content, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you. We'll see you next time.